0: Pastor Varun and Pastor Dah Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Today, I would like to preach the message that is so important to all of you. I believe that it's so important to all of us because this is one of the key of living a victorious life. And the topic of this today's sermon is keep your joy. Keep your joy. 1 Kings chapter 10, 7-8, the Bible says, But I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me in wisdom and wealth you have far exceeded the report I heard. How happy your men must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. This scripture talks about the house of King Solomon, that when the queen of Sheba came to his house, not only she saw the great wisdom and the great wealth and prosperity of King Solomon, but he saw one thing that really took her breath away, that is the happiness of God's people in that house. You know, I believe that God wants to bring that back to the church, that when people walk into your care group, when people walk into your church, they will see one trademark on your face, that is, you are happy people. You are rejoicing people. You are not religious and look very serious, but all of you look happy, rejoicing, and full of the glory of the Lord. God wants to bring that back to the church. The devil has stolen this thing from the church for many, many centuries. And I believe that the joy of the Lord is for all of us today. And today I want to talk about keeping your joy. Amen. A lot of us, sometimes we can pretend to smile. We can pretend to make jokes when we give testimony in the care group and in the church. But in fact, on the inside of us, we are so dry. We don't have joy anymore. We don't have happiness anymore. But I want to encourage all of you that God wants you to have fullness of joy on the inside of you. God wants you to be people who are full of joy all the time. If you can think about what God has done in your life, you start to giggle and laugh. You start to think about the goodness of God. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, that do not sorrow, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord gives you strength. How many people eat a couple meals or three meals a day? Raise your hand up. Why do you eat three meals a day or two meals a day? Because you need physical strength. You don't want to be tired. You don't want to be weak. That's why you get carbohydrate and protein into your body. And a lot of us try to take care of our physical body to be strong. But we forget about our soul and our spirit. We want our soul and spirit to be strong. And the Bible says that in order to be strong in our spirit, in order to be strong in our mind and emotion, we need to have the joy of the Lord. Many of you are tired. Many of you are exhausted all the time. I believe because you don't have the joy of the Lord. You are so full of sorrow. You're so full of depression and so full of discouragement And God wants to restore the joy of God back to you. How many people want to be around people who are fun to be around with? How many people like to be around the people who are very negative? Long face and always bite on people. Always like unhappy. All the time. And everything is negative, negative, negative. I think you don't want to be around those people. Is, is that right? You want to be around people who are smiling, happy, positive, everything good. And that is the way the devil wants to destroy each household, each church, each company. Want to destroy your life. The devil will try to put sadness, will put some depression and some negativity into your mind, the negative mindset. So what happens? You are not happy because you are depressed. Because you always think in a negative way, what happened? You get sick, you have peptic ulcer, you have high blood pressure, you have headache, you cannot sleep. And the devil tried to destroy you. But not only you, when you are not happy, people around you get affected too. People in your home, your wife, your husband get affected too. So he wants to destroy the whole family, he wants to destroy the whole church by making everyone unhappy. When somebody is unhappy, when somebody is depressed, he cannot be depressed by himself. He's going to find somebody to be depressed with him. So what does he do? He's going to get you, get you be unhappy too by getting on your nerve, saying something to make you unhappy so that you will be unhappy with him. Don't do that. I made a decision a long time ago that everywhere I go, in the hospital, in my house, I'm going to make people around me happy. And it's not for me that I need to be happy myself. And then I will spill the happiness. I spill the joy of the Lord on people. Amen. When people come to me and say, oh, I say, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I remember when I was working at Harborview Hospital a long time ago. We make round at about five. 30 a.m. in the morning as a resident because so many patients, about 40 patients on the floor. When I walk into the ICU, everyone looks so dull, so unhappy. I walk in and smile and start to make jokes and everyone just start to laugh and the whole atmosphere of the ICU totally changed because somebody spilled the joy of the Lord on people around. And that's what the devil doesn't want to see. That husband, wife, parents, church leaders, everyone are full of joy. And the people around are going to be full of joy. Amen? Amen. Joy is good. Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bone. How many people want to stay healthy? How many people want to look young all the time? You notice that I don't have a lot of gray hair. I never use any color on my hair. The reason I don't have a lot of gray hair, because I make a decision to be joyful all the time. Sometimes even in the elevator at the hospital, I just sing the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then the nurse walking, in and say, ha, ha ha. I just I just sing in the elevator myself because I want to be joyful all the time. Because joy brings good health. It's like a medicine. You are not sick, you can sleep well. Your blood pressure go normal. You can be happy, no headache, no peptic ulcer, no problem in your life, no high cholesterol. Definitely, I know that sometimes you face some disappointment and setbacks in your life, and you need to cry for a while. Go for it. Cry. Let the tear come out of you. After you cry for a while, get up and start to laugh. Amen? Get it over. Cry and get it over and start to move on and be happy. Don't stay in with the crushed spirit because it will dry up your bone. You're going to look older faster. You're going to be weak. You're going to be sick. And eventually, you're going to have to go to the hospital. One way to really get rid of the depression in your life is to learn how to cast your cares upon the Lord. You need to understand that God is still sitting on the throne. God is your God. He is in control. He can do everything that man cannot do. Sometimes you don't know how to figure things out. Sometimes you don't know how to resolve the problem. But I want to tell you that if you know the one who can resolve the problem, you don't need to be depressed anymore. You can look up to God and you can cast all the care and concern to God. A lot of people walk around carrying the burdens and the care of themselves. So many people walk around with the cares and worries about other people. My Dear brothers and sister, I find the secret of living in the joy of the Lord by casting the care and concern to God. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing. So don't worry, be anxious for nothing. What do you do? But everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. We should walk around with smiling and laughter and be happy all the time because as Christians, we know somebody in heaven who is great enough, who is strong enough, who is powerful enough to take care of any problem in our life. We don't need to worry about it. God going to take care. God loves his children so much. Amen. How many people are dads in this room? Raise your hand up. When your children face problems, what does a dad do? He will fix it. Don't touch my kids. Amen. If you touch Joy, Paul, and Tanida, and Brendan, you are in trouble. Because I have third degree black belt. You're going to touch my kids. Amen. Hallelujah. So we should run to God. And the peace of God will fill our heart beyond we can understand. Amen. Therefore, as Christians, we can be happy all the time. Amen. A lot of times we see this in Christian church, that people can sing songs, can run around. When people run around, people can jump up and down in the church because everyone else jumped up and down. But when they go back to their home, they look depressed. They cry. They cannot sing anymore. They just lie on the bed and put the blanket on their face and say, oh, life is unfair, people hurt me. But I want to encourage you, you should be joyful everywhere. You should be joyful at work, you should be joyful at home, you should be joyful on the street, in your car, you should be joyful everywhere because the joy of the Lord is your strength. We should not do only in on Sunday in the church. Amen? If we truly have joy, that joy can spill out from us and people are going to see it, that we are joyful people. Are you a different person at home and at the church? Are you the same person? Some people at home, one thing. At church, another thing. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. How many people face trials in your life? Raise your hand up. Maybe financial problems? Maybe job problem, maybe family problem, maybe health problem, sickness and disease. The devil try to chew towards you some bad things. But I want to encourage you. The Bible says, count it all joy. You know why? Trials come and trials go. It will not stay forever. So in the midst of the storm, I encourage you to laugh. Amen. When the devil throw a storm to you, you just say, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. I make that decision every single day. When I see something bad happen, I just laugh. I just rejoice in the Lord, my God. Even though it seems like there is no way out, but remember this, God can make a way for you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't need to be sad about it because we are worshiping the Almighty God, the Jehovah Nissi, the banner of conquest and victory. Amen. We are worshiping the God who can do all things. Amen. We can laugh about it. And even though it seems like there's no way we can have victory, but God has victory in store for you. So you can laugh even though you feel like you are at the bottom. Even though you feel that you are at the bottom and you cannot get up above the problem. But if you laugh about it, and you have faith in God, God can come and pick you up from the bottom and put you over the problem, and eventually you're going to have victory. Amen? We need to walk in the joy of the Lord. Let the joy come out from you on your face, on your words. Let the joy come out from you, from your laughter, in your singing. Amen? Sing to the Lord and laugh in the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Therefore, all of us, we all need the joy of the Holy Spirit. I received the joy of the Holy Spirit the first time in my life in 1997, around, I believe, August of 1997. At that time, I struggled in serving God in the church. I did not see much fruit, and my family life, I and Pastor Da. our relationship was in trouble. So I really, really seek God, and at that time, God told me to seek the Holy Spirit to set us free, from this family problem. We, I and Pastor Da, and my mom drove to Portland, Oregon, and I just want the Holy Spirit to set us free and help us in that meeting. We did not understand the teaching. We didn't understand what the pastor was talking about. But I remember that when the pastor said, I'm going to lay hand on pastor first. I say, I'm pastor. So I ran so quickly. I'm small, my legs are short, but I, I ran very really quick. So I was the number two in the line, and the pastor came and lay hand on the first the, I think the first one is a woman. then he lay hand on me, and I yielded to the Holy Spirit and went down on the floor. and a couple seconds, I feel something bubble from my tummy, and I began to laugh like a baby. I laugh like a kid. And I started laughing, laughing and, and laughed for half an hour non-stop from the Holy Spirit. And that was the first time I received the joy of the Lord. While I was laughing, I can see that the problem in my life is so small. It's a piece of cake. I see God is so big on the throne, and He looked at the problem in my life, and He said, piece of cake. This is easy. I can fix it for you in one second. I keep laughing and laughing because I see the victory of the Lord. I can see, I can see that God is so big, and He can help me. So, at that time, I realized that God is still saving, and God is still in control, and God is the deliverer, and He can help me, and no matter what negative things happen in my life, God is still in control. Amen? Amen. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 47, verse 8, God reigns over the nations, and God sits on His holy throne. God still sitting on the throne. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Daniel eleven thirty-two say, 32 says, For the people who know their God, we need to know our God how big He is, that He's still sitting on the throne and is a big God, shall be strong and carry out great exploits. If you know God through the Holy Spirit, you will not be shaken by the circumstances around you. First John chapter 4 verse 4 says, you are of God. Little children have overcome them, mean the enemy. Because he who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Do you know that the one who is in you, believers, saints of God, the one who is in you is greater than anyone in the world. He is greater than any problem, he's greater than any sickness and disease, he's greater than any economical problem, he's greater than anything. You are on the winning side. You are on the good side of the team. And God who is in you is greater than any problem. And you have authority that God gives to you. No matter what problem, how big it is, it's still smaller than God. He's greater. And he can resolve those problems. He say, it's a piece of cake. He is greater. His name is greater than any other names. His name is greater than your problem. Uh, you need to realize that. That the God who is living on the inside of you and with you is a great and almighty God. And not only that, he gave you authority to resist the devil. The Bible says, resist the devil, submit to God, and he will flee from you. So when the devil tries to throw a dart to you, throw the arrow to you, you just resist and say, go away right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot overcome me. You have to flee right now. And the devil have to flee. Like what we listened to the, the testimony a while ago, that demon come out from people because we have authority in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ has given us authority. He given us the control. He given us the key. Do you know that Jesus has the key? And he gives us the key. What happened if I give you the key of my car to you? What does it mean? It means you can open and you can drive that car you have the control of that car. Is that right? Jesus said in the book of Matthew 16, 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth it will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Everyone pull out your key right now. Pull out. Wave. You don't believe you have... Key? No, not, not the real key. I'm sorry, a spiritual key. <laughs> Pastor Darf, pull out the, the, the house key. Okay, pull out your spiritual key right now. Pull it out. And wave. I have the... Everyone say, I have the keys. From Jesus. I can bite on earth. I can lose on earth. I have the control. I have authority. The key is in my hand. In my hand. <laughs> Amen. Every time you face problem, remember this, wake up in the morning, pull out the key from your spiritual pocket and show to the devil, I have the key. Amen. Get out of here. I have the key. I can bind. I can loose on earth. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18 say, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. God gives us the authority to overcome darkness and the enemy. Amen. So we need to use the name of Jesus. We need to use the word of God. We need to go with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to worry about any problem in our life. God will take care of our problem. If we bind on earth, we can command in the name of Jesus for that problem to be resolved. We can lose on earth. We have authority. Amen. There's no situation in your life that God cannot take care. God can take care of the problem for you, and you need to exercise your authority, the key that God gave to you. Acts chapter 20, verse 24, the Bible says, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. Paul said that he wants to finish his race with joy. All of us who are Christians are called to do something. Some of you may be called to be worship leader. Some of you may be called to be teacher. Some of you are called to build a church, be a pastor, maybe a evangelist. Whatever you are called, you are running the race. And Paul said to us that if you're going to run the race, we should not run the race like this. Like this. We should not run to the end of the race. Race and, oh, oh, life is miserable. Oh, bad, bad. No. Paul said, I'm going to run the race. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to finish my race with joy. How can you finish the race with joy if you don't even have the joy now? You need to start to have a joy now so you can finish the race with joy. Look at Paul. Paul faced so many things. He faced chip wrecks. He was beaten, he was put in jail, he was persecuted, he was stoned, he was rejected. But all of these things that happened to him, he still kept the joy of the Lord in his heart. He went into jail and he still was singing to the Lord. He did not complain, he did not yell to God and say, God, you are not fair to me, I serve you but you are not good to me. He still have joy, he's still laughing and singing and love God. We need to be like that kind of Christian that we're going to keep that joy, keep running with joy and keep finishing the course with the joy of the Lord all the days of our life. I believe that this teaching is important to you because you need to do this. You need to have the joy of the Lord every single day. Amen? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, the joy of the Lord is going to keep you run to the end. Otherwise, you're going to kind of come out from the running course and then fall off and fail. You need to keep running with the joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 says, Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible or unspeakable and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is something you cannot explain. When people ask me, how do you feel when God made you laugh? I said, I cannot explain. But it's so, it's unspeakable, unexplainable. But it's full of glory. It's good. It's fun to have God come in and tickle you and you laugh in the Holy Ghost. I like to see every member of the church touched by the fire of God and by the Holy Spirit and have the joy of the Lord. Amen? It's wonderful to have the joy of the Lord. And this is a free gift from heaven that God wants to give to everybody. I want to encourage all of you, when you see the problem, don't sit down and complain and be mad and upset and get depressed and lose sleep. Just have joy. Just laugh about it. Just stir up inside you and have the joy of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 22. John chapter 16, verse 2 Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. The Bible says that no one in the world can take the joy from you. In other words, the only person going to take the joy from you is yourself. What does it mean? When the devil tries to give you hardships, or when somebody maybe give you a hard time, or maybe people steal money from you, you need to make a decision that it doesn't matter what other people do. Actually, this morning when I get out from my, my car to come into the church, God spoke to me. It doesn't matter what other people do in this church. It doesn't matter they come to church or not. You still serve me and you still have joy. Because I myself need to make the decision every day to be joyful in the house of God. It doesn't matter what other people do. I'm not going to let any part body steal my joy. I'm going to keep being joyful. I'm going to keep being laughing and keep being happy. No one can steal the joy from me unless I allow them to do it. When people give you a hard time, when the devil try to throw some bad things to you, you just keep thanking God. Keep rejoicing in the Lord your God. Don't let the circumstances, don't let the devil say to you something and then you feel discouraged. You just rejoice in the Lord your God no matter what the circumstances say. Amen? Everyone say, it doesn't matter what the devil says. It doesn't matter what the circumstances say. I will rejoice. No one can take the joy of the Lord away from me. Amen. I'd like to encourage all the husbands. You want your wife to be happy? Walk into the house and smile and laugh. Don't walk into the house and Bow. why the house is so dirty or something? You walk in. Ha, ha, ha How are you, honey? You're so beautiful today. Be happy. Be a happy man. And then your whole household is going to be happy. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Dar say Amen. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 19. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In other words, when the problem comes, give to God right away. Don't worry about it. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. You notice the correlation between joy, pray, thank, and the Holy Spirit. So Paul tried to give us the picture that in order to maintain the victory in our life, we need to be joyful, we need to always pray, we need to always give thanks, and we need to always surrender and be filled. Surrender to the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to have a life of victory all the time. John chapter 15 verse 11, the Bible says, "This thing I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. I have one habit in my life. I like to sometimes pick up the car of my wife and my daughter and drive out to Kirkland to make rounds. This is a true story. Because my philosophy is this. Once the oil, the gasoline in the car go down to half, I'll fill it up. I fill it up. So I always not only driving my car to work sometime, on Saturday I will drive my wife's car to Evergreen because there's one gas station there that the price of this gas is so low compared to Bellevue. So I know that gas station is so low. The price, I love it. So So I drive there and fill the gas tank for my wife and then the next day for my daughter because I believe in filling the gas tank all the time. If you go to my home right now look at my car, the gas tank is full and her too and Joy too. I always fill the gas tank because we have two times of experiences that we have to push the car to the gas station because we keep running and running and running on the freeway until the gas tank is gone. Those two experiences teach me the lesson that I need to keep the gas tank full all the time. Uh, Amen? I'm not going to tell you how it happened, but it happened in my life. It's easier to go into the gas station and fill the tank up while it's only half full than to wait until it's so empty and then need to push the car. This is the principle. The same thing with our spiritual life. We need to keep filling the tank. Keep the joy filled on the inside every single day. Don't let your spiritual life, the tank in your life, get empty to the point that you cannot make it anymore one of many reasons you go to church and go to care group is to fill your tank up. You keep filling. You don't go to Kirkland like me, but you go to your care group. You go to Mercer Island. And some of you one day are going to go to Mount Lake Terrace High School. And you go there and you come and worship God and you start to ha ha ha, and you start to fill with the joy of the Lord. When you finish Sunday morning, you walk out, the tank is full for next seven days. Amen. You come to church to fill it up. (laughs) <laughs> this is a gas station. Amen. And next Friday night, the revival service is going to be a big gas station. We're going to fill you. I'm going to come in with the, my hand. I'm going to put oil in. Get it filled with the joy of the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And be happy all the time. Get happy. And be filled and running over all the time. Keep the tank full all the time. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Therefore, I remind you, to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. The laying on of hand is in the Bible and is practiced in the New Testament and Old Testament. And our church believes in the laying on of hand because that's how God impart the gift of God into people. And the gifts can be wisdom, can be strength, can be healing, can be many things, and one of them is the joy of the Lord. I got the joy of the Lord through the laying on of hand, by that minister in Portland, Oregon. The joy of the Lord is the gift in you. Today, I've emphasized about the joy of the Lord. So I want to talk about the joy. The Bible says, stir up the gift. How many people like to drink chocolate milk? Chocolate milk. I love to drink chocolate milk. Last Wednesday, in the operating room, they asked me, I'm going to pay for your drink today. What do you like? I say, chocolate milk. And when the chocolate milk comes, the chocolate is at the bottom, and the whipped cream is on the front and the top, and what you do, you put a spoon and stir it up. And then it's good, tastes good. So, But, but you put that cup or that yeah, chocolate meal on the, on the table, <laughs> after a while, the chocolate goes down to the bottom again, then you have to stir up again to get good drink. Is that right? If you want to have a good drink, you need to stir it up all the time. You stir it up by thinking about God. By thanking God. By counting all the blessings. And sometimes, even when you walk, yesterday, I walk in my house, I prepare my sermon, I walk in my living room, I just walk around, ha ha ha, ha ha, ha ha ha, ha ha ha, I just stir it up. I stir the joy of the Lord on the inside of me. I need to, stir the chocolate milk on the inside of me. My, my kids and my wife was, were sleeping at that time. They didn't know. I was, looked like a crazy man in my living room. I just, ha, 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 ha. And then the joy of the Lord just springs up on the inside of me. Amen? When the joy of the Lord is in the inside of you, you don't care what people think anymore. You just smile and laugh. You don't care what people think about you. You just feel with the joy of the Lord. Some of you may say, Pastor, you can say it, because that is your personality. No. My real personality is very serious. My real personality, if you saw my picture when I was not a Christian, I was really serious man. I'm not going to smile. I was really serious and negative. I'm the, one of the most pessimistic person in the whole world. If I watch any movie, I will criticize, criticize, criticize. I was not positive. But I need to follow what the Bible says. I need to be positive. I need to have the joy of the Lord. Therefore, don't give me excuses. It doesn't matter what culture you come from. You are Americans, you are Chinese, you are Hong Kong, whatever. The joy of the Lord is for everybody. Yeah. It's not only for certain cultures or personality. Everyone can laugh. Everyone can have joy. It's for every single one of us. Amen. Amen. The joy of the Lord is good. I want to tell you the benefit of the joy of the Lord quickly here before I end this, the sermon. The joy of the Lord is so good. Because the joy of the Lord will really give you strength. Will be like your medicine to keep you young and healthy. And you will look glorious all the time. And the joy of the Lord will bring good relationship because people like to be around you instead of people want to run away from you. "Eh, I don't want to be around that person. He's so mean. But then you smile, laugh all the time. People like to be around you. Not only that, the joy of the Lord really brings you back to the relationship with God. While I was preparing this sermon, God spoke to me. In Japanese and Chinese culture, when you want to make business, what do you do? You take people out to dinner. Is that right? I saw that in Tokyo all the time. People go out and all the business people sit together and they drink alcohol and they laugh and have fun. And after they laugh and have fun, they got a business. They sell, they buy the product. Is that right? That's how people do. They go out and eat and drink some wine, a little bit, and oh, feel good. And they buy the product. That's what happened. So the same thing, God showed me that. When you are on the floor, when you sit on the chair and God touch you, and you laugh in the Holy Spirit, that is what I am taking you out for dinner. And you drink some wine. And when, you have re- when that happens, my relationship with God is stronger the relationship between I and God stronger, then I buy the product. God selling me the product. He give me the wine to drink the joy of the Lord. And then I, yes, God, what what do you want? What do you want? I'll buy it. And he say, go and preach the gospel. Go and help the needy. Go and set the captive free. Say, yes, 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 I go, I go for you. I'm going to go to Thailand for you. I'm going to go to Indonesia for you. I buy the product. He give me a drink the same principle. If you feel with the joy of the Lord, you are like going into the business with God and you're going to love God more. You like that salesperson because he gave you a drink. That person is Jesus. He gave me a drink and then I love him more Then I want to do whatever he wants to tell me to do. How many salesperson in this room understand what I'm talking about? Oh, Amen. That's how God works with us. That's why the devil wants to kill the joy of the Lord in the church because he know that if the church it's full of the joy of the Lord. People are going to be on fire. People are going to go out and preach the gospel. People are going to go and do whatever God tells them to do because they buy the product from God. Is that right? Amen. The will of God is going to be done. Amen. Not only really that, when the joy of the Lord comes in, it will come as a package. The Bible says in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not of eating or drinking. and God compares the, the business deal, go out and eat and drink some sushi, some wine to but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What happens when the Holy Spirit touches you and gives you the joy of the Lord? It will come with love. We come with peace and righteousness as a package deal. And what happens when you get touched by the joy of the Lord? You're going to love people more because the love of God fills your heart. You cannot hate people anymore. You cannot hate your wife anymore. You love your wife. You love your kids. You love people. You're just full of righteousness, filled with the positive thinking, righteous thinking. And you feel of peace. You are not sad all the time, have to take some soul off all the time. You feel with peace and joy, like a package deal. The care of the world cannot bother you anymore. Amen? Amen. That's why we need to be filled with the joy of the Lord. It's a good thing. Amen. You can have triumph against your enemy. I want to conclude the sermon today. The joy of the Lord, the laughter of God, is not about comedy. Sometimes you watch comedy movie and you laugh, but the joy of the Lord is about triumph or victory. The Bible says in Psalm chapter two, verse four, "The one enthroned in heaven laughed; the Lord scoffs at them." What does it mean? It means that the Lord sits on the throne. And he see the scheme of some human being that tried to destroy his church. The devil tried to destroy his work. And he look at it and he say, not big deal. <laughs> he laughs because he has victory. He see those schemes, piece of cake. He can fix it. Laughter or the joy of the Lord is the expression of triumph. How many people want to have victory in your life? Sometimes God want to share that victory with you by making you laugh at the situation. So you know that you are on the winning side. The Bible says in Psalm 126, verses 1 to 6, two more passages. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, I mean, when the Lord do something good for his people, set you free, heal you, set you free, we were like men who dreamed. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with sinking. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them, and the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord. As the stream in the south, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. So you can see the scripture, the relationship between joy and victory. When God has done good things for you, you laugh about it. When you see that, Five years from now, whatever problem that happened to you, you can have victory, you laugh about it. Laughter and joy is a sign of victory. Look at the last scripture here, Psalm 51 verses 1 to 12. This is a situation when David committed sexual sin. He took a wife, a woman named Bathsheba from a man, and he killed him. And God sent a prophet, Nathan, to warn him. Have mercy on me. This is what David said after he repented. Uh, Have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgression, wash away all of my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. And then I will go on to read verse 8. Let me hear joy and gladness. I mean hear joy and gladness from heaven and from my own spirit. Because sin caused you to be depressed. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a new heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. What the Bible tries to say is this. David did not ask for the throne. He did not ask for money. He asked for two things. The Holy Spirit, the anointing. Don't take the anointing from me. Two, he said, don't take the joy from me. He knows that the joy of the Lord is his strength. We should do the same thing. We should be filled with joy. We should fill our spiritual tank with the joy of the Lord all day long amen every day hallelujah can i hear the sound of laughter in the church can i hear the sound of laughter go on go on go on go on ha 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have that kind of lifestyle. Come to church, happy. Mark around. Hi, how are you? Happy. Be a happy church. Joyful church. Amen. Be a happy family in your home. Happy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Make a decision. Fill your tank with joy. Let's pray. Father, In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Help us to keep the joy of God on the inside of us. Help us to stir the gift of God, the joy, the peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, Father. We thank you, Father, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we can laugh at the situation, we can laugh Because we know that victory is ours. We know that the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. We, Father, make this church to be the joyful church. And people will be joyful everywhere they go. Their tank will be full of the things of God. We say, Father, in Jesus' name that the Holy Spirit will touch them in their bedroom, in their car, in the meeting and the joy of the Lord will fill their life every single week, every single day. Lord, the devil cannot do anything to them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you are not a Christian, you don't know Jesus Christ, maybe you know a little bit about Jesus, but you never personally invite Jesus into your heart. Jesus say in the Bible, I'm knocking at the door, And if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Even one person in this room make that decision. The heavens will rejoice. I don't know any one of you don't know Jesus and you say, Today, I want to receive Jesus into my heart. I want to become a Christian today. Come into my heart today, Lord Jesus. I want to encourage you to do that. If you never really personally invite Jesus into your heart, one time. It made you know about Jesus, but you never asked Jesus personally. I want to encourage you to do that today. Amen. How many people want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. How many people say, I want to make sure I'm saved? Raise your hand up. How many people say, I want to personally ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Personally ask God. Those who say that, could you stand up? I will lead you to pray if you want to do that stand up if you say I want to ask God to come into my life maybe you were a Christian but you walk away from God for many months or many years this is the time to rededicate your life stand up as well and ask God to come back into your life pray with me Father in heaven today I want to give my life to you I rededicate my life to you again Lord Jesus, fill my life with your presence, with your power, with your righteousness, with your joy. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I give my life to you and I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Let's give hand to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206 275. 1042, or visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.